This is our podcast song. It isn't very long. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to Laughing with Gingers. Uh, the podcast were two feisty redheads. I, you know what I uh, I was thinking. What are we even doing here? I know. Um, I was uh, thinking how I wanted to flash you, maybe. <laughs> um, but I was like, when do I do that? Now or like later? <laughs> You're like, does that does that take precedence over the intro to the show or? I know. <laughs> like, when's the appropriate time to start flashing you? Okay, so yeah, we're the podcast. We're two feisty redheads with loud laughs, share crazy stories, play games, and spread silliness and joy. That little nudist over there, nudie nude nude, (laughs) who is just waiting for the perfect opportunity to flash me, is my partner in crime on the Laughing with Gingers podcast, Christina Curry. Oh my God. That was, I think, the best intro ever. And that is Sarah (laughs) Elephant, aka Prankster Monk. And my co-host, I'm laughing with gingers. <laughs> oh my! Oh God. boy. Um. So flashing me during the intro would have been disappointing because my script was in front of you. Oh, you wouldn't have gotten oh. the show. Oh, maybe I did do it, and you just missed it. <laughs> oh, maybe. Ooh, you better be watching people on. Uh, <laughs> did I or did I? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, uh, I'm excited for this bonus episode. Um, if you haven't noticed yet, we went to bi-weekly for dropping these episodes or for dropping Laughing with Ginger's episodes. Now that things have opened up a little bit more in the world, uh, Christina and I have been a little bit busier and um, that means we don't have quite as much time to record Laughing with Gingers. And so we're not stopping, obviously, because how could we? But I know. we did have to scale it back a little. So this one's dropping for Mardi Gras. Woo! This is the time I should flash. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. And Christina, what did you bring? Okay, <laughs> I um, I looked at voodoo because I was like, ooh, voodoo, you know, that sounds so like mysterious and fun and like, I don't know, There's it seems like it's steeped in history, but like what kind of history? And uh, I'm going to culture y'all today. I looked at voodoo, but I actually discovered like oh, the religion behind it and I'm busting some myths and we're getting in there and it's going to be, you're going to, you're going to get cultured. I am here for it. Um, It was interesting. I'm really excited for this. And so I brought um, either fact or shit Sarah made up about Mardi Gras. Oh God. I feel like I'm going to do pretty good on this game. I was surprised by some of these traditions. And uh, yeah, you might be surprised on the ones I did not make up. Oh, shit. Okay. 
I say this and then I don't do good and everything starts to take a turn for the worse. Um, but the cool thing is I have the history of it with the fact. You know how sometimes I bring like the the fact or the shit Sarah made up and then I don't have the background on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this time I do. <gasps> Ooh, that's exciting. I thought you might like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, um, okay. Listen, we're learning a lot. I feel like we're going to get a real good, like, educational, like, learning situation going on here. And I'm so excited about this. Yeah. Do you want me to start or do you want to start? Yeah, why don't – Voodoo start. I don't know. I don't know. I was trying for a pun. It didn't work. <laughs> the voodoo that you do so well. <laughs> oh, now I lost the words. I was I, – you just totally sent me into shoop. <laughs> ah! Oh, that you do so well. It's a spell. Hell, makes me want to shoop, shoop, shoop. <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, I'm ready. All right. Do it. Okay. Wait. No, you go first. You said voodoo. Oh, I meant like voodoo as in you. That's why the pun was terrible. Oh. (laughs) I got to workshop it. I'll get back to you on that. It's cool. We got shoop out of it. So We did. Bonus. All right. Is this a fact or shits are made up? Mardi Gras has its roots in Christianity. Oh, man. I feel like that's not – I feel like you made that up. (laughs) What part? (laughs) I thought this was a gimme. This might be harder than I expected. Oh, God. (laughs) But here we go. Mardi Gras, um, the season tradition or technically begins um, on the Christian holiday of January 6th, which is the Epiphany. Um, It's also known as Three Kings Day or the 12th day. Um, The day honors the wise men bringing the gifts to baby Jesus. Um, And there is a traditional king cake during that time. Um, and whoever, oh, I can't tell you that. Um, <laughs> actually I'm going to, I'm just going to read it and I'll just skip that one of the, um, I know the about fact. the little baby in the cake. The little baby. Um, the so the traditional baby. king cake carries on this religious token with a baby Jesus fig- figurine baked into it. And whoever takes a bite of the cake with the figurine is believed to have good luck for the rest of the year. Or just has to buy the next cake. And I also read, not in this article, but that it – or throw the next party. Um, Mardi Gras takes place on the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday, uh, which marks the onset of Lent, the 40-day Christian holiday. So for 40 days, Christians voluntarily abstain from a number of vices and privileges as a symbol of sacrifice. Mardi Gras, in turn, is considered the last chance to participate in absolute gluttony and indulge in a variety of foods unique to the Carnival celebration. Okay. I didn't know that baby in the Mardi Gras cake was 
baby Jesus. So. Oh, you didn't? Mm-mm, mm-mm. I had no idea. I knew about it and like I grew up eating those cakes with a little baby, but I did not know it was babe, actually baby Jesus. That's really funny. So mm-hmm. I I thought that was a gimme for you too. So I guess it's good that I decided to just actually read it and not use it as mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. use it as a question because I would have tricked you by accident. I would have been like, that seems weird that that's a baby Jesus, and I would have not guessed it. Well, because like when you think of it being in a cake, you immediately like think that you. Like it's weird because you're supposed to eat it or something, um, mm-hmm. but you did grow up eating eating those cakes. So um, I know, but I don't remember like a religious thing around it. Interesting. I know. We just we just did it. <laughs> um, I should have asked this at the top, but do you celebrate Fat Tuesday or Mardi Gras? Um, not like in a sense of like on a regular basis. <laughs> Got it. Um, we yeah. do. We have a big celebration in our house. Mm, so it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. I mean, having nothing to do for us with it being before the Lenten season, but um, mm-hmm. because Philippe grew up celebrating it. <laughs> Oh, got it, got it. Um, and spoiler, uh, Mardi Gras is called Mardi Gras specifically in New Orleans, but um, the tradition of carnival or carnival is um, celebrated all over the world. So um, he used to do the the king cake with his um, family and things, um, being an international family. <laughs> mm, got it. Um, yeah. We never did that. I've never had a baby Jesus in a cake. It seems like a very strange thing. I feel like I would break a tooth or something or like accidentally swallow it. Eat lightly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, me, I just throw my head back like a duck when I eat cake. (laughs) Yeah. You're like Cookie Monster with it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Do you want another one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fact or shit Sarah made up, Mardi Gras colors were chosen to celebrate Russian royalty. I feel like that's too odd. For you to make up, but then I feel like maybe it is just odd enough that you did make it up. <laughs> um, um, I'm gonna go with that's true. Ding ding ding. Oh, yes. One and one. So the official colors of um, Mardi Gras in New Orleans are purple, green, and gold. Um, mm. so the crew of Rex um, chose these colors in 1872 in, in part to honor the Russian Grand Duke Alexei, I hope that's how you say his name, um, Alexandrovich Romanov, the last, you know, the last of the Romanovs. Um, Sounds great. Who visited New Orleans during the that year's carnival season. The crew asked the people of New Orleans to display the colors which represent Justice, purple, 
faith green and power gold on Mardi Gras. Oh, I like that. I didn't even know the colors had a meaning. That's wonderful. Yeah. I see, I I I brought a mix of I channeled my inner Christina here. Yeah, you totally did, and I'm loving this so much. <laughs> I like the follow through. <laughs> it is nice when I channel my inner Christina. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to voodoo me? Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, what a funny word. Voodoo? voodoo. Yeah, anywho. So, voodoo. Are you going to rhyme this whole time? <laughs> I should have wrote my notes in a poem. <laughs> I expect iambic pentameter on Laughing with Gingers. <laughs> uh, one episode, we should just rhyme. <laughs> oh my God. We One episode, we should totally Dr. Seuss it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. This would have been a good one. Okay. So voodoo is is basically, you know, this like sens- sensual, sensualized – I can't say that word. <laughs> I don't know I'm, what you're trying to say. I'm, I'm really, really starting off strong today. <laughs> like just this bonus episode is – I'm killing it. If we're being honest, killing it. Every time you mispronounce something, you have to show me your boobs. <laughs> okay, I'm skipping over that word. <laughs> oh, no. So it's become a very pop culture, you know, characterization of voodoo. And, and we all, you know, the cartoons, the whatever, the whatevers. It's actually stemmed from the word Vowden, I might be saying that wrong. Boobs. Boobs. <laughs> I even I looked it up and did the like um you know how you hit the button and it tells you how to it's pronounced. So I'm pronouncing it how the little guy pronounces it on like the translator thing. So Vowden. Anyway, it's an Afro-Caribbean religion that originated in Haiti. And you can find, actually, you can find followers in Jamaica, Dominican Republic, Brazil, United States, you know, everywhere, really. But, um, and it really has little to do with the whole voodoo dolls and zombies sort of kind of culture it's really become, in a way. Or that has at least been portrayed on TV. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. But I mean, if you go to New Orleans, which I've gone many times, they've got the voodoo dolls in the shops. They got like the the references of like, you know, the zombies, the, all the things. But um, anyway, so Vauden refers to a whole assortment of cultural elements. So personal creeds and practices, including an elaborate system of folk medical practices, a system of ethics transmitted across generations, including proverbs and stories and songs and folklore. It's actually more of a belief and a way of life that has to do with um, nature than it is represented anywhere else in the world that we have been exposed to. <laughs> I was like shocked that it's 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 not just the word, but it's an actual religion. I did not know that, and I feel pretty ashamed that I didn't know that. 
Oh, I actually did know that. Um, so even though I, I've never been to New Orleans, first of all, we can start there. Um, so okay. I may have had a different experience had I been there and seen like what it actually looks like there. Um, but it's actually like I in my TV viewing experience and very <laughs> limited knowledge of voodoo, um, I did know that they have like high priests and things. Um, and they have mm-hmm. essentially, I want to say they have like covens, don't they? Yeah, I, I guess my skewed vision, and I feel so ignorant about all of it. Yes, I, but I, I think my skewed vision of the sort of caricature of it all, I saw the stuff in New Orleans too, and I just thought it was, I don't know, I didn't put two and two together. I didn't really give it much thought, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I So when I eventually go to New Orleans, which it's on my list, so eventually I will go. Um, but uh, I will have to keep an eye and see if I like would have I'll, – I'll have to do like a critical eye of like would I have had a different experience had I been here before this episode. Yeah. And also just to note, most of the time when I was there was in my, you know, early 20s and I was drunk. <laughs> I mean, I'll be in my late 30s and drunk. There you go. There you go. <laughs> cheers. Yay, cheers. I did go I did go when I was um like in my maybe late 30s and it was a work trip and we at, we went back into where all the floats for the parade are kept and stored and it is like an airplane hangar of all these like colorful, beautiful floats and decoration. And it's amazing. I think I even have some pictures in front of the floats. They're so freaking big and beautiful and amazing and detailed. And it was so cool to to get to see like the floats that I've seen just, you know, through my drunken lens or on TV or whatever to actually see them in real life up close. It's really cool. Yeah, they're they spend a lot of time on those. They spend the whole year planning those. Yeah, yeah, they're incredible. They're incredible. It, you can tell. You can tell. Okay, back to quizzing me. I have some points to make up. Uh, you're only down. We're technically we're down tied right point. now. No, I we're know. tied. You lost one, but which means I got one. Yeah, so we're tied. So I need to make one back. Okay. Um, shit Sarah made up or fact, Mardi Gras masks are actually illegal to wear on floats. <laughs> I feel like I have the same, like, uh, thought pattern. Like, that <laughs> seems like it's not real, but it's also so weird that maybe Sarah made it up. Um... <laughs> Or that it is real. I'm going to say yes. I'm Wait, hang on, hang on. I'm trying to think back. Have I seen people with masks on when I've been there? The floats. Visualize it, Christina. Get back in Come there. Come on, drunk Christina. I know, I know. Too bad know. you didn't bring yourself a glass of wine like somebody else did. I know, right? I, I even have like a chilled bottle of champs just waiting for me. Oh, man. God, I don't fucking remember. I, I'm going to say – I'm going to just say no – or yes, it is illegal. It is illegal. So 
Why? Okay. Wait, no, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> what? Wait. So are you are you saying shit Sarah made up or fact? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot what <laughs> the game was. <laughs> I was like, wait, I don't understand your answer. <laughs> Option C. <laughs> I'm gonna need- say it's real and it's not you, it's something you made up. <laughs> um uh- <laughs> Damn it. Okay. So wearing a mask on a, at a Mardi Gras parade may seem like a frivolous thing people do, but it is serious business. Sure, if you're an attendee just having a blast in the street, you have the option, option to go without one. But when you are riding on a float, you're legally required to wear one. That's oh right. My God. It's against the law in New Orleans to show your face on a Mardi Gras parade float. This oh, practice dates wow. back to the beginning of the festival, um, a time when masquerades were the only way for people from different classes to let loose um, and commingle comfortably. Uh, wow. That said, the artistry that goes into many of the masks you see at Mardi Gras is the re- is reason enough to keep the tradition and mystery alive. Oh, I should have wore my Mardi Gras mask I had. I have Dang one it. too, but it's mm. up in the top of the garage and getting up there is a two-man job. Yeah, nobody has time <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah, and Cluzo can't really give me a boost, my little paralyzed French bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> His boost is not good enough. <laughs> it's not really helpful. No, not not super helpful. A for effort. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. All right. You want another one? Yeah. You feeling lucky? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is this fact or shit Sarah made up? Coconuts are thrown from floats. That seems dangerous. That's you made that up. Oh my god, I'm doing terrible. You know what? I vaguely this is sort of sounding familiar. Like I'm vaguely having memories that this is actually I I think I reacted too quickly because now it's sort of starting to I don't know, go ahead. All right. So this cool, albeit risky, tradition started by members of Zulu, um, New Orleans' biggest predominantly black crew. According to History.com, the Zulus held their first parade in 1909 and in 1910 began the tradition of throwing coconuts into the crowd. Uh, or to the crowd, not, not into Um, I guess it's intentional throwing and not at, but to. Um, Inevitably, the coconut toss didn't last too long since it was deemed too dangerous to the public. So the famed crew pivoted, the word of 2021, and, (laughs) and are now handing the coveted and, of course, highly embellished fruit to paraders. If you score one of these, thankfully not airborne, fruits at Mardi Gras, it's considered a very special prize. Um, and I did read somewhere on, on the New Orleans travel website that um, there was a fight between a boyfriend and a girlfriend that, um, or a fiancé and a fiancé um, 
that the only way you get a coconut is to show your boobs. Um, and apparently that is something that people tell tourists and try to get them to do, but it is not mm. accurate. Mm-hmm, so she was mm-hmm. just allegedly given the coconut. She did not have to do anything to earn the coconut. Oh, so the fiance is like, you yeah. showed your boobies, but really she didn't. Yeah, I mean, allegedly did not. <laughs> mm. I just want to go on record saying I never flashed anyone while I was there. It wasn't something I participated in. Not that I'm saying it's a bad habit or a thing to do, but it wasn't have my you, scene. <laughs> have you ever flashed anyone? Um, Have I? Uh... I can't remember at any point if I have, but I'm sure I have. Oh, I, I definitely have. Yeah, I can't like pull an actual isolated memory out of my brain. I mean, I periodically just flash Philippe when he turns around. Oh. <laughs> so I definitely have. <laughs> Lucky Philippe. Hey. <laughs> Keeping things spicy. It's a, I think it's a prankster piece of me. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it's like the shock of it. Like, oh, God, <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, boobs? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Didn't expect that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, do you want to give me some voodoo and then uh, we'll take a quick break? I'm gonna save the rest of my voodoo till the till the end, till the second half. Okay, I still have, I still have a couple. Cool. All right. So on that note, on the booby flashing note, um, <laughs> we are gonna take a fast break on laughing with gingers, and we will be right back. And we are back on Laughing with Gingers. I, of course, am your prankster in residence, Sarah Alipin, and I am joined by the little nudie, nudie, nude, nude over there, uh, Christina Curry. I just love being nude. (laughs) Insert so many comments about your parents. (laughs) Pick one. Pick any. Oh my gosh. Thank you all for joining us on Laughing with Genders. We are talking about Mardi Gras today and the voodoo that you do. Mm-hmm. 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 Or, do you want me or to go first? Vow don't or vow wait, how do we say it again? Vowden. 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 Yeah. Vowden. It's it's spelled V-O-U-D-O-N, but pronounced Vowden. <laughs> hmm. That's not how I would have thought it would be spelled. I know. I know. I thought it would have been pronounced a little different, like like a French way, but they're not French. So that's silly of Christina. That's silly of you. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Are you – do you want to go first? Uh, Yeah. Let me, let me blow my load here. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. That was <laughs> terrible. We if we weren't live to tape, I'd say you need to cut that. 
<laughs> not gonna happen. I know, I know. That was bad. Today is a weird day. Okay. So the um okay, zombies, right? So zombies and animal sacrificing and all these like weird things that TV shows and movies tell us about voodoo. Zombies are actually a really, really good example of how the religious elements can be very much taken out of context and become this weird global phenomenon that zombies are. I mean, I swear I have friends that are so obsessed with zombies. I don't even know what to do about it. Really? Yes. Oh, I like – I, yeah, they watch all the zombie shows that are like super into zombies, which, you know, whatever. I feel like it's trending right now, right? They've got the app where like zombies are chasing you and it makes you run faster, which I di- I I don't know why I did, but I did it. I downloaded it one time and I was like, maybe it'll scare me enough to like run because you know how scared I get of anything scary. Yeah. And I think I listened to it for about – uh, I don't know, 75 seconds into my run and I couldn't do it. I was like, I was like, my heart was palpitating and it wasn't from the running. I was like hyperventilating and it was scary as shit and I couldn't do it. I'm such a wuss. But anyway, zombies. So, <laughs> so the original Haitian zombies were actually not villains, but they were victims So Haitian zombies were said to be people that were brought back from the dead and sometimes controlled through magical means by priests who are called bokers. So sometimes the zombification was done as punishment, uh, striking fear into those who believed that they could be abused even after death. But oftentimes the zombies were said to have been used as slave labor on the island farms and sugarcane plantations. Though there's actually no evidence of the zombie-filled farms that were said to have happened. Um, so I thought that was really interesting because it's a different twist on zombie. They were like, they were hardworking on the sugar plantations. They weren't trying to eat your brain. <laughs> yeah, and they weren't like decaying because that would be yeah. really unfortunate. That does not make for delightful sugar that yeah, you eat ew. like a duck. Mm, yeah, mm, 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 mm. yeah. So anyway, in the end, Voodin has largely uh, has a largely undeserved reputation as a sinister religion, though some of their rituals do actually include animal sacrifice, which isn't really unique. There's so many other religions out there and traditions that include animal bloodletting and, you know, everyone eats meat every day anyway. So you know, the Christians did it, Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, everyone did the whole animal sacrificing bullshit. Um, but the irony is that Voodoo's best known and most sensational features, including the voodoo dolls and zombies, really have little to do with what they actually believe in and practice. So there you have it. Well, there you go. There mm-hmm. you go. Um, yeah. You better not piss somebody off and get turned into a zombie because you're going to work real hard. (laughs) I know. (laughs) All right. Are you ready for another one? Yep. I think maybe. I don't know. Go for it. (laughs) You've lost so much faith in yourself. Um, It doesn't take much, Sarah. (laughs) I, I can tell. I can tell. Okay. 
In 2021, houses were turned into floats. Um, oh, yes. I know that's absolutely true, and it's not shit you made up. I remember the news stories. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. So I actually had to dig for this. Um, I could not find like the information on this that I was like hoping to find. Um, because I knew that it had happened. Um, because one of my like favorite TikTokers is in New Orleans and he um his float last year, his house float last year was um a Golden Girls float. Oh I don't know I what he's that. doing. Yeah. Yeah. So um Gregisms, by the way, in case anyone wants to know. Ooh. Um, but I die Greg. Um <laughs> <that's because laughs> That was a better pun than what I tried to do. I can't claim it. That's his. Uh, he says it all the time when he goes on a tangent. Uh, um, <laughs> it makes me laugh every time I tangent, and which is a lot. Um, then when you or Aaron call me out in our – so Aaron is our um, our collaborator on this project we're working on for our businesses. And, um, and they call me out all the time for talking too much and going on too long like this. And whenever I, whenever they say it, I say, but I digress in my head. And then, um, yeah, I hear that. Anyway, um, so yes, what they did was because of social distancing in 2021, they wanted to still like spread the cheer. At, and this is me summarizing. This is me like talking off the cuff, by the way, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, it was so hard to find the information on it. But in order to have Mardi Gras celebrations and have like the beautiful, like fun and exciting pieces, they couldn't have the parade. So they decorated houses instead. So the houses weren't moving like a traditional float, just to be clear for anyone listening out there. Christina clearly knows. Um, but um, so they have like a map and they're doing it again this year. Um, and they have a map of all the different houses you can go to, but that way you can be COVID safe and you can go to these different houses. And it's still the same thing where the crews get together, the crews spend the year planning it. Um, and then they, um, they actually like raise money in order to do a lot of these. So, um, and, and the way that they do the raising of the money actually was really fascinating and became very apparent during using the houses because they, traditionally, the wealthy people would be able to spend the $15,000 on getting their house into like to be afloat. Um, but they didn't want it to be just the wealthy could participate in this. Again, this is me talking from what I pieced together from a bunch of different articles. So if I'm it wrong, I apologize. Right. But uh, um, so that hopefully it's right. Um, so, but they, um, they ended up making sure that people from all, um, backgrounds and all classes could participate in, um, in this by doing like fundraisers and things. So I think you had to raise a minimum of $50 and then you could be awarded the other 15, um, was what I found in one article. But, um, again, this is purely from memory. Glass of wine in Sarah talking. <laughs> the best times. <laughs> um, okay. Are you ready for my next one? Yeah. Okay. Is it fact or shit Sarah made up? King Rex is named after a dinosaur. Um, 
<sighs> oh, God. Did you make this up or not? Yes, you did. <laughs> I think you ding, did. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> that was a good makeup, though. You almost had me. <laughs> um, so Rex is known as the king of carnival. Um, and he's been a Mardi Gras mascot since 1872 when a group of businessmen came up with the idea as a way to honor the visiting Grand Duke of Russia, which I imagine is Romanov. Um, said businessman. I know, right? Um, said businessmen formed the crew of Rex, a group responsible for many Mardi Gras traditions, including the notion of day parades. Suffice it to say, of all the parades that take place while the sun is shining, the Rex parade is a pretty big deal. Mm. I'm glad I got that one. You did. You did. You got that one right. Um, are you ready for the next one? Yeah. And do you have any left? Do you have any facts left for me? No, no. Remember I blew my load? Ah. <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't – all I heard was midshipmen. <laughs> <laughs> what? All I heard was semen. Uh, <laughs> I didn't, oh, 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 I didn't oh, think oh. beyond that. <laughs> Oh lordy lordy. We are I just all made over the place. I just made Christina feel uncomfortable as she covered her mouth. <laughs> oh god. All right. Is it Oh god. Now I have jokes in my head. Uh, is it fact or shit Sarah made up? Throwing beads originated from blowing bubbles and not the person named Bubbles. <laughs> oh, oh, what? I don't know this. I'm going to say – I'm. oh, God. Sorry, I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> this is what a bonus episode must feel like. <laughs> um. We, uh, okay, I'm going to say it's um, shit you made up. Ding, 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 yeah, and okay. Christina takes the lead. My <laughs> my uh, confidence is on the rise. First time in the episode you've been in the lead. Oh, man. First time for everything. <laughs> All right. So, yes, among Mardi Gras traditions, throwing beads is perhaps the most banal. Uh, also, probably one of the more famous ones. I feel like that one, everybody kind of knew what that was growing up because, um, you know, you think of like flashing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like mm-hmm. what we're always told. Again, the uh, city of New Orleans um, answered that question on their website that it is not related to that. Um now, again, I have not been there. But to dig into history, um, you'll realize, or we realize how strange the reality really is. So up until the 1970s, the exact year hasn't been pinpointed. Mm-hmm. Um, the beads were actually made of glass <gasps> and served as souvenirs from the upper class that typically rode the floats in the 19th and 20th centuries. Oh. Um, 
Yeah. So, of course, hurling glass at wide swaths of strangers was eventually deemed unsafe. And now the beads are plastic and just strangle sea turtles. Yeah, they're just a little bit of a waste in the landfills. So that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The amount. Politics with gingers. I know. <laughs> Conservation with gingers. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, usually you're the one that does that. I know. I know. I was surprised it came out of your mouth, but I was happy about it. (laughs) I mean, this is like the stuff that goes on in my head, but I just don't say because I'm very aware of the brand with which we are coming at these situations. I know. I know. Mardi Gras is fun, but also landfills people. (laughs) Well, I mean, the amount of stuff thrown in the street, too. Although I'm sure they have that buttoned up by now. Listen, Um, they clean those streets on the daily with soap and water. I've seen it, and it's a good idea because it can get gross real quick. I would imagine. I I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Fact or shit Sarah made up? This is the last one. So this is for all the beans. Ooh, got all the beads. <laughs> this is for the baby Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. It that the cake you can eat like a duck when you throw your head back. Um Okay. Children were encouraged to sit on tall, vividly colored ladders. During Mardi Gras? Mm-hmm. This sounds so bizarre. I have no, like, I cannot pull anything out of my brain about anything like this. I'm going to say it's true. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. It was so me- weird that I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I don't think Sarah made that up. It's so out of left field in my brain. <laughs> Let me throw you your beads. <laughs> Thank you. I caught that. Touch this coconut. Thank you. Yay. Now you have to show me your boobs. <laughs> oh my gosh. So um, a keen eye will note that Mardi Gras parades are typically lined with vibrantly colored ladders, though this might seem purely decorative. Uh, uh, it might seem like a purely decorative tradition. The er- origin is rooted in function. Children are short, and they wanted to see the festivities. Mm-hmm. Ergo, mm-hmm. ladders. It makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to – well, I could give you a bonus one. I do not have the resource material on this, but, um, well, let's let's do it this way. Did you know – that when the clock strikes midnight and Fat Tuesday ends, Mardi Gras, uh, and Ash Wednesday begins, the mounted police roll through and oust everyone, and they have to go home and go to bed and then start the Lenten season. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so it stops it right at the stroke of midnight. Dang. All right, then everyone turns into responsible adults. (laughs) Yeah. Suddenly, nobody's puking or showing boobs or peeing in the street, throwing things. Yeah. Or blowing their load. (laughs) 
Also, the semen go home. Oh, ah! <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, did I win? I won. Yeah. You won. You beat me by two points, or I miscounted. Woo! Yay. <laughs> you get five beads. Oh, my God. That's so exciting. So exciting. And um, one coconut. And one coconut. Every five <laughs> bead is worth one coconut. <laughs> uh, and hey, listen, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this bonus episode of Laughing with Gingers. And what a bonus it was. Truly a bonus. Truly. So many semen jokes. So um, many. Just so many. <laughs> We just we love our Navy sailors and and, uh, and Marines out there. Uh, clearly, clearly, we are so happy that you all are tuning in and laughing with Juniors, and um, you know, enjoying our silly podcast, bonus or non-bonus, mm-hmm. and get access to premium content, including ad-free episodes, swag, special events, access to us, and more, starting at just three dollars. So check us out at Patreon.com. Slash laughing with gingers. And you can follow us on Instagram at laughing with gingers. And uh, you can send us all kinds of episode ideas, funny shit. Um, you can send us stories about your weird redhead experiences, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And we have merch at laughingwithgingers.com. All kinds of fun stuff. Uh, maybe some beads in the future. Who knows? <laughs> you might have to show us your boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> ah, tune in to Laughing with Gingers next week for our, re- our regular scheduled episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.